Welcome to Leave Your Excuses After the Beep, a podcast hosted by Kitty Clements and Kyla McThomas. Today's episode of Leave Your Excuses After the Beep. So we are talking about the excuse of, I don't want to make two separate meals or cook for me and have to make a meal for my kids or your spouse or whoever. Um, so this is so, this is a good subject because when I first started, um, my journey, I was the same way. I was like, well, I'm not going to make my kids <laughs> eat healthy or my spouse to eat healthy and all this stuff. But it, you know, boiled down to, I needed to make this change. And I did start with myself and slowly and surely I instilled this um, more and more on my children. So, and spouse, what about you? Yeah, I think that's a good point. When we start to think about, I need to, or have a desire to improve my nutrition and eat healthier. Where do you start? Yes. I had, I, I was very aware of the fact that my family, we were not eating very healthy. Let's be honest. <laughs> we wanted quick meals. Uh, yes. Quick and convenient. And my kids had gone from being super, really good eaters when they were babies. I could put anything in front of them, any vegetable, anything, and they would eat it. And then as they found their voice, somehow <laughs> they hated everything. I don't like that. I don't want this. Uh, chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese were like the essential vocabulary that they learned early on. And trying to find anything else that kind of fit in the middle of that, um, in the midst of varying work schedules and who's preparing meals versus who isn't, it just gets really easy to get sucked into that that whole hole of, I don't know, I don't have time, my kids won't eat that. I don't have time to to make multiple meals. And how do you even, how do you make chicken nuggets healthy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just swap out a few things. So it's been a a learning curve for sure. And I think as your kids grow up, it gives you an opportunity to maybe shift how you perceive those meals. And um, you can find different ways to incorporate them into mealtime and find things that maybe you can compromise on. So from that perspective, what have you found uh, with your family? You have a family of a range of children. Um, What have you found to be helpful with getting them on board with those healthier meal choices? Well, you kind of hit it right there. Like I started to get them involved and that was like key. Let them cook the meal with me or set the table or something that just started to get them to see that, okay, healthy eating or, you know, getting the vegetables and stuff in is actually really fun and, and they taste good and all that stuff. And it was also the tricky part of like, okay, how do we substitute like certain things for certain things? And like, if we wanted to make steak and mashed potatoes or something, like I would start sub substituting the mashed potatoes for like cauliflower. Or like we talked about, like with the pizza, like we would swap out, either make a cauliflower crust or like you mentioned before this, you would make a bowl, a pizza bowl, which is great. But slowly I started making these changes. And I think that's another easy part of it is 
or easier part is making these changes. And sometimes I would make these changes and they wouldn't even notice that I swapped out the cauliflower or the mashed potatoes with cauliflower or those things. So it definitely is a challenge, but it's just what you can start doing these little steps at a time of one substitution at a time. Don't just full blown clean out your cupboards and be like, yep, everything is going to be, it's going to be healthy or, you know, more veggies and stuff, which is needed, but it, it doesn't need to be, you know, like let's, let's do a whole washout. So what about you? I like that idea of getting the kids involved. My kids go back and forth between like fighting over who's going to help make supper to like wanting nothing to do with it. So, you know, we have that to look forward to. My kids are slightly, not really older, but a little older than yours, just barely. And between the two of them, they've essentially like, they don't really remember much about meals prior to me making healthier choices. They just don't. They are very open at times when we go places, we're ordering things and someone will ask me if I'm having X, Y, or Z, and they'll be very vocal in that. Mom doesn't eat that because it's not healthy. (laughs) Too much sugar. (laughs) Which is always fun. But I'm like, yes, you're right. I, you know, I'm going to choose not to have that because it either has gluten or lots of sugar or something that I know that just doesn't agree with me and it doesn't align with the choices that I'm making right now. And I'm okay with that. For a lot of people, that's a, that's hard. It's hard to hear that. And you're like, oh, it's, it's fine. I'll, I'll just have that. And no, you cannot conform to the the pressure and the pressure of the people around you. And the more resilient that you get earlier on, the better you, the better off you'll be in the long term in being very convicted in the choices that you're making. And that's not easy, but I want to give you um, the permission to do that, even if it's with your kids or your family. I feel like our kids and our families maybe have the most influence on that because you don't want them you know, to judge you per se, but I've look at it as I want to be the healthy role model for my kids. And they have this connotation with me that I don't eat sugar, which is not true. I eat sugar. I just am very selective in the the type of sugar and how much sugar I eat because I know how it affects me. And my kids also have very different reactions to sugar. One is completely unaffected by it. And the other one becomes very angry and irritable. And it's almost like a switch gets flipped almost instantly. And it's taken some time to put those two things together, but to, you know, bring her attention to that has been really eye-opening of like, yes, I know you want this, but this is the repercussions of what you, you chose, you chose to eat this. And now you're so irritable that you can't play nice with the rest of us. So there has to be a little bit of separation there. So that's a total, that's a complete other tangent of, you know, how food affects us. But I think just having that awareness of how different foods affect your family is really helpful because for a long time, we just assumed that, you know, our kids were like other kids, like it's fine. Sugar just makes them a little, you know, a little wild and crazy do to do whatever. But no, I mean, that's not a great place for them to be either. I agree. And I think like the whole having the conversation and talking with the kids and kind of meeting them where they're at. So like not full blown, like this is what's going to happen to the family, but slowly just like having that conversation. And now I, I love when they start recognizing like 
yeah, sometimes they still say, well, actually all the time they still say, well, mommy doesn't eat that. Even like, I just had my birthday the other day and, you know, my oldest was like, well, we got to make mommy a cake that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it, <laughs> something like that. And it's like, thank, thank you. You. <laughs> but, you know, like also on the other side, it's like, I'm glad that they are, they recognize that, but I'm also glad because like when they get older, I want them to be around or understand like that environment that they grew up in, like that mommy felt good or even parents, me and my husband, like they felt good. They had energy. They weren't angry. They weren't yelling. And trust me, those things do happen. They do push your buttons to the, (laughs) to the max, but, but it's like, they're getting a better mom just by watching what I eat, because I do know how I would wake up and feel like junk or in the middle of night because I wasn't sleeping well. And the same trickles down to them, like having sugar at a certain hour, having too much sugar, like all these things happen. And then now with the studies shown that, you know, younger and younger children, you know, are, are becoming more unhealthy or obese or those things. It's like, I don't want that to be something for my children when they get older, where it's like, because they just didn't understand. And same with me, I didn't understand what healthier eating looked like. So it really, it's that environment, educating them, just having those conversations at the dinner table, all those things like is so helpful. Definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head with the education piece, because we think of health, at least prior you know, to coaching other people and going on this journey myself, health in my mind or healthy eating was eating a salad and having some fruit, you know, probably some yogurt, but that was the extent of it. Like, I, I mean, truly it was okay. If I eat some fruits and vegetables, well, we know that there's a whole lot more than that, but fruits and vegetables are a great place to start. So when it comes to having those practical tips of, I don't want to make two meals for my family. I don't have time to cook two meals, a couple of suggestions or tips or things that we found to be helpful. Like we've talked about making simple substitutions initially. So not that you have to create two completely separate meals for your family, but depending on what it is, you can make a simple swap and just make something and you can just start with it, right? When you are eating something and enjoying it, then that can pique the interest of your children. And depending on how you approach meal time with your kids, I know there are some parents who encourage kids to have a bite of everything or at least finish all of this or whatever that is. We're not here to tell you how to do that because I haven't figured that out (laughs) in a successful way. But at least putting foods out there and offering them has been something that, um, that we've done at our house. So even though nobody else may eat the roasted Brussels sprouts or, um, the mushrooms and zucchini, which was the other night I made, um, steamed, no sauteed zucchini and mushrooms. Nobody else wanted to try it, but it was there. It was available for them to try it. They stuck with their other raw veggies that they like. So it is what it is. Um, but putting things out there and having those conversations about like, okay, this is your, you know, this is your protein for the day. You know, you have to, you have to consume some protein. And Kyle and I were talking earlier that as kids get older, they kind of have these ideas. And right now my youngest is very much in the, I don't want to eat meat because it's bad for the environment. I don't know, (laughs) you know, some YouTuber somewhere 
really tugged in her heartstrings um, <laughs> with that idea. So we've been really diving into where else can you get protein? If you're not going to eat the chicken, the beef, the pork, whatever it is that we're eating, then we have to look at where else can you get that protein? Because she is a very active child who's involved in lots of sports and she wants to be on her top game for those things and have energy and do all those things. So just having that level of um, education is helpful too. Other things are having your kids involved or your family, your spouse, whomever, if you're not, if you don't have kids, sometimes it's just your significant other who can be (laughs) the one part in the situation. (laughs) And I think when it comes to that mentality, like getting them on board with, this is why I'm doing this, or this is why this is important to me. And we've talked a lot about the why of things, you know, wanting our kids to grow up in a healthier home or to have healthier parents, moms who don't lose their crap every five seconds and who are more mentally capable of tending to their needs, whatever that looks like, those are all versions of somebody's why to do something. And that's more important than the how. If you have a strong enough reason to make changes, you will find a way. You Mm -hmm. will take some suggestions. You will find a way to make it work and you'll stop with the excuses, which we're we're all going to have excuses every week. You know, I come up with a new excuse, but having the backup, if you will, of a coach, a community structure, and just that general knowledge of how to make healthier choices makes it easier to overcome those excuses. It's not like the excuses don't keep coming. Let's be honest, just like the old habits, the bad habits, they keep coming back. It's not like they just go away forever. You just become more resilient in overcoming and preparing for those things. So for meal prep and planning, Kyla, is there anything that you do to try to help make that two meal transition or just your your weekly meal plan? Is there anything that you do consistently that helps make meals a little bit more um, less stressful for you? Well, just like anything, I think the first thing is to plan your meals out, meal prep, and then also getting those veggies and fruits in the house. So for instance, we just had spring break and it was like snack every 30 minutes. And that was another big thing. Like if you can have like that lower part of the refrigerator that they can reach <laughs> a snack tray out, you know, on the table, whatever is easier for you that what they grab is, you know, they're getting something good. So fruits and vegetables in the refrigerator, maybe some ham or meat or, you know, of some sort and, or putting that tray out on the table, like I said, so prepping that. So cutting up the peppers if they like that and carrots and you know, a healthier option there. And then as far as like, when it comes to meal time, you know, as what I've come to learn too, of making sure that you have, you know, your veggies and then your protein of some sort. And I just started to slowly substitute that. So yes, for a while it was, I would make the spaghetti squash and they would have pasta. And now they actually started to enjoy pasta. So I would just start putting little bits on their plates until they're actually, they actually like the spaghetti squash. So subbing out one thing a week and was easier for me than just being like, nope, we're all eating healthy. Here we go. 
So, um, but make it simple too. Like, um, yes, I'm fortunate enough that I have a chef in the house and I actually most of the time enjoy cooking, but I even tell everybody that like, make it simple. Like we are already crazy enough in our life and are so busy that we don't need to have 500 ingredients. Like it can be something just as simple as getting a rotisserie chicken and getting, you know, cauliflower, mashed potatoes, and even like a salad or cucumbers or, you know, whatever your Mm -hmm. kids actually somewhat enjoy. So simplicity is so, is so big, like in our family, because it never, we never say, oh, we're going to eat at six. No, it could be five 30. It could be seven. <laughs> it's like, you don't know. So if I know that I have something simple to cook, it's my life is that much easier. Yeah. Add some things like pepper, or hot sauce or whatever. Like you don't need a fancy gourmet dinner every night. No, no I don't. exactly. Which is something that I had to really wrap my head around prior to making healthier choices, I was always like, okay, I need uh, a main dish. I need a side. I need something for dessert. Like we need all these things. And I'm like, really? Now there are some days where we literally have some grilled chicken and some steamed vegetables and the kids will have a side of pasta of some sort or um, rice, or maybe it's a baked potato or whatever. It's important to know that, or to note that you can't just like a lot of people will go down this road of like, oh, we're not eating carbs, blah, 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 whatever. Or, you know, I'm not eating bread. That's fine for you, but your kids still need to have those things. So <laughs> making sure that you have good options for them, like the whole grain. My kids love bagels. Okay. They, they can have bagels. That's fine. Just make sure that you're providing them with a good option for that. And then making sure that they're pairing it with a protein or, you know, a fruit, dairy, whatever. So it's not that you're eliminating all of those things from your house. You're just being selective in what it is that you're choosing to put on your plate. Um, and you can still show them that you can, you know, you're still eating the same things as they are. You're just not choosing to have a bun or potato, you're having a sweet potato. And sometimes that can pique their interest in what it is that you're eating as well. So we could, we went on. Yep. (laughs) We could go on. (laughs) Yeah. We could go on and on. Hopefully those tips helpful that you were able to find um, some tidbits. If you're looking for specific recipes that we've used, um, feel free to reach out. We have, you know, just some of our go-tos. We've talked a lot of a few of them. I mean, in our house, it's spaghetti and tacos. I think we have spaghetti and tacos at least once, if not twice a week around here, because that's what our kids eat. And so there's lots of variations <laughs> that um, I have tacos lots of different ways. Same with spaghetti. So yes. It's not always just one thing um, that you can utilize. But on that note, I think yes. we'll wrap up today's episode of Leave Your Excuses After the Beep. And if you have an idea for a future excuse that you would like us to dive into, let us know, leave a comment, reach out to one of us individually, whatever you'd like to do. Any feedback, any takeaways, we'd love to hear it. If you Mm -hmm. find these helpful, let us know that too. And if it's annoying or irritable, you know, you could tell us. Leave that excuse after the beep. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Until next time, thanks for joining us.